can open your Bibles to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 5. And we'll be looking at verses 1 through 20 tonight. And as you're turning there, I want to ask this question, are demons real? Are demons real? Is demon possession real? The answer to both of these questions is yes. Demons are real and demon possession is real. Now, what are demons? In the Bible, the demons are the angels that fell with Satan. And if you remember what we've talked about before about Satan, Satan or Lucifer was the most beautiful angel ever created. He was the most powerful angel God created. In the book of Ezekiel chapter 28, it says that he was the covering cherub. He covered the throne of God and protected it. But because of his beauty and power, he rebelled against God and wanted to be God. And we see this in Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 through 16. And again, Ezekiel 28, 12 through 19 talks about it. And what we know from the Bible is that when Satan fell, a third of the angels fell with Satan. And we see this in Revelation 12, 4, where it says that with his tail, the dragon drew a third of the stars from heaven and cast them to the earth. This is an allusion to the angels. Um, it alludes to the angels that rebelled against God with Satan. Now, it is, again, these angels that rebelled with Satan that are demons. Now, how do we know this? Again, we see from the Bible what it says, but also think about it. Can Satan create anything? No. All Satan does is destroy. He can't create anything. He's not that powerful. He's not God. Only God can create. So Satan can't create demons. And then think about something else. Would God create something so vile as a demon? No. The demons are the angels that rebelled against God. God would not create demons nor would Satan create them because Satan cannot create. And it's these demons, these fallen angels, that possess people. And that's what we're going to be looking at tonight. Again, look at Mark chapter 5, verses 1 through 20. It's written, And they came over to the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, there met him incontinently, or straightway, out of the graves a man which had an unclean spirit, who had his abiding among the graves, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains. Because that, when he was often bound with fetters and chains, he plucked the chains asunder and brake the fetters in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always, both night and day, he cried in the mountains and in the graves and struck himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. 
and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, the Son of the Most High God? I will that thou swear to me by God that thou torment me not. For he had said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he prayed him instantly that he would not send him away out of the country. Now there was there in the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine that we may enter into them. And incontinently Jesus gave them leave. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine, and the herd ran headlong from the high bank into the sea. And there were about 2,000 swine, and they were choked up in the sea. And the swine herds fled and told it in the city and in the country, and they came out to see what it was that was done. And they came to Jesus and saw him that had been possessed with the devil and had the legion sit both clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And they that saw it told them what was done to him that was possessed with the devil and concerning the swine. Then they began to pray him that he would depart from their coasts. And when he was come into the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Howbeit Jesus would not suffer him, but said unto him, Go thy way home to thy friends, and show them what great things the Lord hath done unto thee, and how he hath had compassion on thee. So he departed and began to publish in Decapolis what great things Jesus had done unto him, and all men did marvel. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just ask your blessings upon the reading of your word. Just be with us tonight, Lord, as we worship. Just give us an insight and understanding into your word and help us just apply it into our daily walk. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us as we worship. If there is anyone here that needs to make any decision, Lord, I just pray that you would speak to their hearts and just continue to be with us and overshadow us during this time of worship. And Lord, I also just pray that you would speak through me and give me the words to say that it would just touch and edify those that are here. And again, Lord, be with those that cannot make it tonight, those that may be traveling, those that are sick and shut in, those that have lost loved ones. We just lift each one up to you, Lord, and just ask your blessings upon each one. We just ask this in your Son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, here we have the story of the man that was possessed by a legion of demons. Now, think about that. A legion. Now, in the Roman army, a legion was typically between 3,000 and 6,000 soldiers. And then we see from this story that when they, the demons entered into the swine, it said there was about 2,000 swine that went down into the sea. So here was this man that was possessed by, we know, 2,000 or more demons at the same time. Now, how is that possible? Because demons are spiritual beings. They're spiritual beings. Now, look at the characteristics that we see about this guy that was possessed. Look at what it says about him after he was possessed. First, he had unusual strength. It said that he was breaking chains and fetters. Does anybody know what a fetter is? You remember 
like the old posts that you would see where the guy would have his hands and his head sticking out. Well, and the people would come along and throw the eggs and stuff at them. Well, the, the thing that holds their hands and their head, that's a fetter. So this guy, they would put fetters on the guy and he would have his hands up like this and then the thing would be around his neck and they would try to bind him. Well, these things were made out of wood and then shackled together and locked. Well, the guy would break them. And then he would break chains that they would try to bind him with. And we're not talking about some guy with Arnold Schwarzenegger-like strength. This was a guy that was just possessed by these demons. He had unusual strength. But then look at what else it says. He stayed in the graveyards. Why? What were graves and dead bodies to Jews? They were unclean. He stayed in an area that was unclean according to the law. Anything to go against the law of God. He stayed in an area that was unclean. Also, it says, if you look down in, uh, in verse 15, it said that when the people got there to look at the guy, he was clothed. So he was running around with no clothes on. Immoral. Immorality. According to the law, people had to be clothed. So again, anything to violate the law of God. And then it said that he cried out night and day. These demons were tormenting this man. He was possessed by over 2,000 of them. They were tormenting him. And he was crying out. And then we also see that the demons were trying to destroy him because that's what demons do. They're destroyers. Just as Satan is a murderer from the beginning, a liar from the beginning, and wants to destroy God's creation, these demons do the same thing. Because it says that the man would run around and pick up rocks and start hitting himself with them. They were trying to destroy this man. But look at what happens. Look at verse 6. <coughs> the demons that were possessing this man, they see Jesus far off and they run to him. Why? Because even the most vile thing is subject to God. The demons could not run away from Jesus Christ. They had to go to him because they're subject to him. And look at what it says. They ran, and when they got to him, they had to worship him. Remember what the Bible says? That all things will worship Christ one day and say that Jesus Christ is Lord. They had to worship him because they're subject to him. 
and they recognized him for who he is. Look at what they said. What have I to do with thee, Jesus, the Son of the Most High God? They know him as the Son of God. They recognized him. And then they asked Jesus a favor. Do you see that? They asked him a favor. They're subject to him, but they ask him a favor and they want him to swear by an oath. They ask him not to torment them. Not to torment them. Swear by an oath. Don't torment us. Now, how would Jesus torment them? What does... Jesus have the power to do because he's God. He has the power to cast them into hell. He could have cast them into the lake of fire. He could have cast them into hell. He could have cast them into the abyss. Any of those three places. Because those three places are all different. The abyss is the bottomless pit where Satan will be bound and cast during the millennial reign of Christ. Hell is where souls go right now that are lost to await judgment. It's a place of torment. So Jesus could have cast them into the abyss where they would be bound in chains until the day of judgment, or he could have cast them into hell where they would have been tormented till the day of judgment, or he could have just cast them into the lake of fire where they will spend eternity. He could have done any of those. Now, these demons did not want that to happen. So they asked Jesus not to do that because they know what's coming. They know what's going to happen to them one day. They know what their final state will be and it will be torment for eternity. And they want to stay clear of that ultimate end of them for as long as possible. They want to steer clear of it. So they asked Jesus not to torment them, not to send them out of that country or out of that area. Now, instead... Look at what they ask. Basically, they're, they're, they know. They're like, you've already asked us to come out of this guy. We've got to come out of him because they're subject to Christ and his power. So they're like, don't torment us. Don't cast us in, you know, don't send us away. Instead, send us into these pigs. What's a pig? according to Jewish law. Unclean. unclean. So they had been hanging around in an unclean graveyard, making this man run around in the nude, immoral, and then they asked Jesus to send them into an unclean animal because they're an unclean spirit. 
Now they, they knew that they couldn't ask Jesus, can you, can you send us into one of the swine herders over there? Because Jesus wouldn't do it. But Jesus allows them to go into these pigs. So he gives them permission and he has to give them permission to do it. They're subject to him. Now I want to continue to point that out. They are subject to the power of God. Jesus had to allow them to go into these pigs and possess them. But I want y'all to I want to point out something else. How many again, how many demons was in this guy? A legion. Over 2000. But look at how many is, that Jesus is speaking with. One. They had a spokesman speaking for them. We see this in verse 7. What have I to do with thee? I will that thou swear to me by God that thou torment me not. And then when Jesus asks, he says, My name is Legion, for we are many. So they had a spokesman speaking for them, sort of like a little chief demon that was talking for them. But then look at what happens. Whenever Jesus is about to cast them away, they all start speaking up out of this guy. Look at verse 12. And all the devils besought him. So they had a chief spokes demon that was doing all the talking. And then when Jesus was about to, you know, they had to come out and Jesus was about to cast them away and banish them, all of them start speaking up. Send us into the swine. Send us into the swine. So it shows how powerless they are to God. They were begging Christ to send them into a bunch of pigs. And Jesus gives them permission to enter into the swine. And then what do they do? In a fit of rage, they run the swine down into the sea and they drown, destroying the pigs. Demons are destructive. They want to destroy God's creation. Now, what happens to these demons? We're not told. A demon can't drown. The pigs drown. Demons are an evil spirit. They're fallen angels. They're evil just as Satan is evil. But what happens is, is once they destroy the pigs, they go somewhere else. And they have to go somewhere else because Jesus did not give them permission to enter back into this man that he had just claimed. They went somewhere else. And they went somewhere else to commit evil acts until they're cast into the lake of fire. But what happens to the man who had been possessed? Look at what it says happened to him. When the people came to Jesus and saw that 
the guy that had been possessed by the devils, in verse 15, he's sitting there clothed and in his right mind. And then he does something. He asks Jesus, after the people had begged Jesus to leave the area, now why would they have asked Jesus to leave the area? I just want to point this out. What had just happened? Jesus just pretty much destroyed 2,000 swine by casting demons into them. So they wanted Jesus to leave because they didn't want anything else to be, you know, they didn't want to lose money. So they asked Jesus to leave. This man asked to go with Jesus. He wanted to follow Jesus because of what Jesus had just done for him. But look at what Jesus does. Jesus tells him no. Instead, Jesus asks him to go home and to tell people about what God had done for him. And we see this in verse 19. And in verse 20, what happens? The man goes home and he starts to spread abroad what Jesus had done for him. And it says he spreads this in the Decapolis. The Decapolis was the area of 10 cities. So there was 10 cities around there and this guy was going into those 10 cities and telling the people what Jesus had done for him as a witness for Christ. And what happens? If you look in verse 21... When Jesus came back into the area, the people received him. So the people receive Christ the next time he's in that area of the Decapolis and the Gadarenes. I'm sorry, verse 31 of chapter 7 is what I meant, not verse 21. We see Jesus go into the Decapolis area. And the people receive him when he goes there because of what this man had been spreading abroad about him. So the man does as Jesus commands. Now... Are demons active today? Yes. Demons are still active today. And we know one aspect that we can see today where they're active. When people say they see ghosts and they take the pictures. Now, why are these demons that they see? Because the Bible tells us that when someone dies, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. If the person is saved, their spirit goes directly to heaven. When the spirit dies, or if the spirit is lost, or the person is lost, when that person dies, their spirit goes to hell. There's no such thing as ghosts. Because God does not allow that. The soul either goes to heaven or hell when the person dies. 
They go to heaven if they're saved. Do they go to hell if they're lost? So what people are seeing is demons when they say that they're seeing ghosts. Now, how do we know this also? We know this because if ghosts are real, what does that mean? It means the Bible's false. Because the Bible tells us that the soul either goes to heaven or hell at death. This is just Satan attempting to get people to doubt God's word as he has always done. These people are seeing demons. Demons are very active today because what do we have on TV? Ghost hunters and all these things about people seeing ghosts. Ghosts are not real. These are demons that people see. Second, does possession still happen today? Yes, people are still possessed today. And we can see this through history. I mean, Adolf Hitler had to have been possessed to do the things that he did. Joseph Stalin had to have been possessed to do the things that he did. But what we know is that only the people that are lost can be possessed People that are saved cannot be possessed. Why? Because we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. A demon cannot possess someone that is indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Instead, what the demon can do is influence the Christian. Especially if this Christian is backslidden and in sin. And then third... The greatest thing that Satan has done in today's society is to make people doubt that he even exists. People doubt that he exists. People doubt that demons exist. That's the greatest thing that he's ever done. And sadly, there are people in the church, not this church, but there are people in the church, the universal church, on this planet, they don't believe in Satan. They don't believe in demons. Well, if they don't believe in Satan and they don't believe in demons, they're being influenced by him because they doubt the word of God. Satan and his demons are alive and well on this planet and they are constantly working against the church and against Christians. Yet, as I mentioned earlier, we have power in Jesus Christ. We have power to resist the influence of Satan. We have power to resist the influence of demons. Now look at what James says in James 4, 7. He says, Submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Submit to God and then resist the devil. To resist the devil, we have to what? Submit ourselves to God. We have to do as God commands. We have to be in God's will. That's what submission means. When we submit to God, we are doing God's will. 
And as a result, we can resist when the devil tempts. We can resist when the devil tries to influence us. And we resist in the power of Christ. And what happens? He will flee. He will leave us alone. When we submit to God and resist the devil, we have to do this in the power of Christ. And this is how we overcome Satan and his demons when they attack. We do it through the power of Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Because he is alive and well on this planet, and so are his demons, and they're going to continue to attack us as long as we're here. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, we just come before you, just ask you just to be with us during this time. Lord, I just pray that you would just continue to overshadow us with your love and watch care. And thank you, Lord, for allowing us just to be here today to worship. And Lord, I just pray that as we go our separate ways, that you would just keep us safe in the next point of time. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you.